to my friends, family, lovers, haters, admirers, first time subscribers, and new time subscribers. Welcome back to another, another banger with the Niger Girl Unfiltered podcast. My people, my people, how na day now? How body? Hope you guys are doing good. And hope you guys are also not suffering from sapa. Because <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of those shit these days. And um, yeah, the country is just getting really, really tough. And I hope you guys are doing good. Um, if you need anything, you know my IG and Twitter handles at the NGU podcast. And you can always just shoot me a dm there and i'll definitely reply um and if you're also um, registered with anchor you can also send me a message too you know there are always various ways to reach me so <laughs> yeah um it's been so so long um why was i away first of all i was away for this long a time because i was really thinking of ways to improve the podcast I've definitely not been sleeping on my oars. I've been thinking of ways to improve the podcast and get it to that level where the whole of Nigeria can listen, you know. But um, there were like a lot of things, a lot of options that I was exploring. And each of those options were not, for some reason, they were just not, um, you know, they were just not good, you know. Either maybe it was over my reach or they're just not good enough so i've decided that i'm just going to continue my own small way till i get to you know improve the podcast the way i want um so yeah basically that's it um today i'm not this is not like a new episode of the niger girl unfiltered yeah so there are definitely like a lot of things that i just wanted to talk about it's not Related to my new season, Mm-mm. it's just a filler episode on me ranting and talking and ranting and talking and just giving my opinions on basic things that have been happening in this country and in the world at large. And there are like so many, so many things that I want to talk about. But I think uh, the one that hits me most is... Um, there was an issue, I think, as of this week, yeah, maybe as of this week, last week, there was an issue that arose with popular Nollywood actor Timini Ebuson and his ex-girlfriend Lydia Balogun, you know, and um, there were like a lot of things that sufficed. Um, Lydia was complaining that she was being taken advantage of by Timini. Um, the fact that she was 19, as at the time she was dating Timini, made her to be prey to a lot of things. Um, you know, as Timini is like, how old? 29, 30. He's definitely the one with a lot more experience, a lot more exposure. And he tend, he used her, per se. Um... Lydia also made mention of the fact that she didn't like the way he went to 
tarnish her reputation, you know, because people are calling her Ron's girl because of her past association with Timini. Remember, they've broken up now, so it's a past association. And, you know, she just really talked about how things have been affecting her and ever since she stopped dating Timini and ever since she was associated with him in general. And most importantly, she called him out to the fact that he has this tendency to be a sexual predator to younger girls and um, the fact that he always tended to reach out or be more attracted to younger girls than his mates or his peers. And, you know, she had a lot of things to say. She really, really had a lot of things to say. They're like, what, four slides long? So she really had a lot of things to say. But it's all up there on Insta blog. I would put the link right there in my bio for this episode i'll put it there and um yeah so my own question now is um it's not even just about lydia and timini because if we really think about it lydia doesn't really have a case here because she was 19 at the time she can't complain that she was not old enough i mean the legal age is 18 right and she was 19 and she cannot tell me or anyone that she wasn't old enough to make her decisions on things. She can't tell me that she wasn't um, clear on Timini's reputation. I mean, Timini's reputation supersedes him. Everybody in Lagos knows that he's a playboy. Everybody and anybody. So, uh, I feel like she walked into it fair and square. And whatever she saw, she should just take it like that to be honest because i i feel she she knew what she was doing she was 19 she's not a baby she was in uni she knew what she was doing and um but the question here is it's not really about their case in general but the fact that the whole um thing brought up this discourse on tin on twitter about um age brackets you know Maybe how whether you should date your age mates or whether you should just back off, you know, and date people that are like way below your age or way above. You know, everybody is like trying to figure out, okay, what age range specifically is good enough for dating? And um, you know, people are making different comments about dating your peers stop trying to be little brook boys because you know everybody has this belief that lydia was only dating timini because of his money and normally she wouldn't have gone for a 29 30 year old plus guy you know but um i believe things happened the way they did personally for me my own take on this age thing age is really just but a number to be honest you can't put a cap on age you can't these these are like matters of the heart right you can't put a cap on age but then at the same time i think what really matters is the motive so many girls these days they just go out with older guys because they know that the older guys are more established and have good businesses running and have money and all of that you know they they know that for sure and they just go for it you know um 
really they just go for that kind of thing but to be honest to be fair i feel it's possible for a 20 year old girl or a 19 year old girl to fall in love with a 30 year old man i feel it's possible but it's just that the nature of the world these days is that everybody is looking for money you know and pleasure i mean let's even flip the switch a bit these 30 year old guys what are they looking for 20 year old girls for really are they on the same thinking pattern? Definitely not. They have seen life more than them. They know, um, they have, they have way more life experiences. So why exactly would a 30-year-old guy be looking for a 19-year-old babe? And I think the reason is because it's just really for pleasure. New is better. New is always better. So um, the lower the age, the hotter the girl is according to these guys you know they're obviously not looking for a wife from a 20 year old girl they're looking for a sex body from a 20 year old girl that's what they're looking for they're not that's that is the reality if anybody wants to know that is the reality and it's sad because they could do better timini could do better i mean he's like a very talented nollywood actor he's won so many awards but he could do better, to be honest. Like, is your range really just for little girls? Little girls that you only use and dump? Like, is that really what you're good for? You know? Is he really, really, really satisfied with the reputation that he has? Or is just some sort of bondage that he can't seem to get himself out of? There's that, you know? Um, but really... Back to what I was saying. What really should be the age bracket for dating? Should it be, you know, should it be three years age gap or five year age gap or two year age gap? What really should be it? Should it really keep a cap on these things? Honestly, I think because of the situation, although, like I said earlier, I'm not, I'm all in for, you know, 20 dating 30 if the intentions are genuine but because of the world we're living in today i think there actually have to be rules concerning this um you know don't go past three years to be honest or don't go past four years because even when you're talking with someone that is like five years older than you they're always like disconnects you know you can't relate on everything you could be in uni and the guy is working is it in the evenings now you guys be talking about school he'll be talking about work certain things that you'd want to relate with you can't just talk about it maybe you have like a business proposal what do you want to tell university students about a business proposal you can't tell them any of those things because they can't relate you feel me and um yeah it's really like a lot but personally i think there needs to be age limits to these things now maybe at the most a three-year age gap you know anything above three years is really really unhealthy and um, should not be pursued at all and to my fellow 18 19 20 and 21 year olds in fact even up to 23 year olds please stop dating guys because of money please please you cannot change a guy's mind. That is one thing I will tell you. 
if a guy wants to be with you he would be with you no matter what you cannot change a guy's mind that is that is really what i have to say so stop trying to eat your cake and have it stop trying to think that you can get money and get love at the same time it's either one of the two boo maybe you can get both but the intent has to be one of the two you're either dating that guy for money or for love but you can't date the guy for both money and love sure maybe money can come in as a side attraction you know to it to the benefits of your love but that shouldn't be the intent right and even if it's your intent don't call it a relationship just call it a fling just call it just call it anything but a relationship because that is not what a relationship is relationships isn't just about the guy spoiling you and taking pictures and going on vacations and um buying you iphones and expensive clothes and expensive wigs and shit Mm -mm. that is not what a guy is for or that's not what a relationship is about there are a lot that goes into it you know um the whole um you know love and care and support and you have to do all these even while the guy is annoying the freaking daylight out of you you still have to support that guy and you still have to be there financially yes financially because it can't just be the guy doing the 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 groundwork all the time you too you also have to drop something as well so i mean it can't just be him all the time you also have to do your own parts you have to um live your own part of the deal um what else uh, spiritually emotionally you know i don't want to get into this too much but relationships are not one-sided that is one thing you need to understand and you cannot have a one-sided relationship and expect to be having happily ever after it's not possible you either have one or nothing at all so that's my take on that um now, if I was really to go into this Lydia and Timini issue proper, I'll say both of them are at fault. Lydia should take accountability of her actions because she was in her right frame of mind. She was at a legal and mature age. 19-year-old is not a small child. You can't call a 19-year-old a small kid. So, I mean... You are at a legal and mature age to know what you are doing. And there are even receipts, prior receipts from her friend that match made both her and Timini saying that Lydia already knew that he had a girlfriend before meeting Timini, but she still met him anyway. Why was that? Why was that? You know, so honestly speaking, <laughs> Lydia was really, she, she was in sync with whatever she was doing. So she should not tell the public that she did not know what she was doing. Or she should not tell the public that Timini was taking advantage of her because she's she was 19. And she wasn't in any bad or emotional frame of mind. In short, if Timini proposed to her, we'll not be hearing things of him being a sexual predator and shit. Because it would have been her happily ever after. It's because things actually went bad and that's why she's now like 
bringing all of it out on social media and why is she bringing all of this out on social media like two years later i don't really understand that too but she shouldn't disturb the public with her personal uh, vendetta against timini and timini on the other hand are big like serious are big you can't be doing this all the time for real like this is like the third or fourth time i'm hearing timini in some sexual accusations against women and it's really really annoying it's painful to hear every single time in fact it's not even just painful it's tiring as well because you are a freaking human being sort out your house by yourself don't always be dragging the public to be looking at your um past flings and shit like it doesn't really make any sense you know um so what else can i say yeah so in between timini and lydia's you know altercations <laughs> bestie dorcas came out to like support her um support her bestie timini and um she really called lydia out on a lot of things on how she doesn't want to date people her own age on um how timini blocked her line because lydia was like calling him repeatedly although lydia went on to say that she was actually calling him for a different reason not to get back together but for a different reason entirely and um you know i feel like dorcas shouldn't have entered the issue at all because it's not your business it wasn't her business it was never her business she's just timini's bestie she's not timini's counselor timini's mouthpiece she's just his bestie i don't feel there was any need for her to get into a relationship squabble with his ex but um you know she also has her own things going on too i mean everybody feels that she's like a friends with benefits kind of girl with timini and also everyone feels that she you know does teenage boys or teenage girls behind closed doors but that one is just rumors though you can never can say but man it's just it's just real crazy on her own end but the point is she should have entered the scoreboard in the first place and that was just really unnecessary so yeah i'll be taking a quick break now and when i get back i'm going to be talking on afghanistan and the infiltration of taliban into afghanistan If you're listening to this, um, I know that we are all familiar with what has been happening in Afghanistan. The terror, the chaos, the hurts, the death, the insurgency of the Taliban upon the people of Afghanistan. Um, I'm sure we've all watched the video of the plane and how people died because all of them were trying to get on a moving plane to show you the desperation of things how things are so 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 bad in afghanistan right now i was just eating the other day and 
a thought crossed my mind that I'm eating and there somewhere millions of miles away in Asia there's some girl in Kabul Afghanistan that is a Christian like me but cannot share her religion because of the Taliban that may walk into her her house any minute and kill her if she dares show her religion and I started crying I actually started crying because I couldn't imagine myself in that position and yet a human being like me is actually facing that this is not fiction this is not one of those stories you should look at and pass by because it's not happening to you this is a real-life crisis that could be happening to you if you were in Afghanistan now the real problem in Afghanistan right now is the Taliban and the Taliban were only able to move into Afghanistan because the US troops had already reduced so much in number due to the withdrawal process that they already undergoing after two decades and it was really bad they were so few that they could not do anything that's how few the US soldiers were the Afghanistan soldiers are nothing to write home about and the Taliban obviously had intel before they entered the um the the country even um the pres the president as at that time fled to dubai because he knew that the taliban were coming after the withdrawal now the thing is what why would the u.s ever decide to leave at such a critical time they know that the afghans can't you know they can't do anything to protect themselves their army is more or less useless they have no cover they have no government the president literally built on them you <laughs> president built on his citizens that's to show you how bad of a country this is and yet they knew this and they still proceeded even when that withdrawal was supposed to end in September, Biden fast-tracked it to me. Why, why did he fast-track that um, withdrawal to me? That is the question the whole world wants to know. And I've been following this story, like, very, very um, religiously. And throughout, we're just seeing Biden taking normal PR stances that, you know, They've been fighting this war with Afghanistan for over 20 decades and they've pumped in up to three billion, a bit three trillion dollars. Yeah, three trillion dollars into the training of Afghan soldiers and into the war in general. And it was just really so tiring and they can't cope with it anymore. And it's eating up into the budget and blah, 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 blah. Quote unquote their mission had already been accomplished in Afghanistan. Which makes me to think that all the while that the Afghanistans made themselves to believe that they had a big brother in the person of the United States of America, were they just wrong? You know, that's what thing I've been questioning myself over. Were the United States just there to use and dump them? There are a lot of things to consider, a lot and a lot of things to consider. But first of all, who were these Taliban? The Taliban were, you know, 
um, former Afghan resistance soldiers back in 1994. They fought invading Soviet forces in the 1980s. And after the Taliban captured Kabul in 96, they put in place strict rules, including um, the ban of Christianity and its practices, ban of science and its practices, um, you know, there were no non-Islamic holidays, TV, music, anything that could portray the Western world was not allowed. And particularly for women, they always had to wear head-to-toe coverings and were not allowed to study, work, and travel alone. You know, so since ever since they've been ousted from power because the taliban at a point were actually removed from power back in 2001 and ever since then they've been waging war against the allied forces and you must know nato allied forces they include american britain germany and the rest you know and they've been waging war against them and against the u.s backed afghan government you know but they also had i think the real reason why the taliban is considered a threat is because they support terrorist organizations like the 9-11 attacks that happened back in 2001 osama bin laden was operating from their base and we know that the taliban is not the same as al-qaeda but the fact that osama could operate from their base means that they have some sort of understanding you know and um it's really really sad to be honest it's really sad um they're just a bunch of bandits they claim they claim to be committed to peace process and inclusive government and willing to maintain some rights for women the last sentence got me because why that some why are we limiting the rights of women haven't women been through enough in the in the past centuries just when women are establishing their freedom and their rights and then we have some stupid bunch of talibans that are trying to say that they can allow them some some rights as if you created them or as if you created the country you know but i feel everything has an end game to be honest i feel everything that is happening has happened because of night of afghanistan's um you know rich mineral resources and um it's just really really been a lot it's really been a lot we've even seen china um collaborating with taliban as of recent over to talk about some business deals which i'm sure is about those mineral resources afghanistan is one of the world's largest um um what is it called world's world's largest fountain of mineral resources from gold to iron to limestone to tin tin ore and a lot of them so we see this amount of potential in afghanistan and afghanistan economy afghanistan doesn't have a government to even tap into those potentials so what do they do other countries will come in and they'll try to tap into it for themselves and you know while convincing the whoever is leading afghanistan that they would leave some for them so it's really really been hectic it's it's been hellish 
for for Afghanistan lately. And we can see the same thing that was happening two decades ago repeating itself. Women are it cannot come out without your full um attire and hijab and everything. So yeah, basically that's really what's been happening and it's really just been very very um hellish to be honest people have died the people from the plane have died people that have not obeyed the rules of the taliban have died you know people that have tried escaping and are still trying to escape some of them too have died so a lot of lives are getting lost every day on top of the lives that have been lost for 20 good years in the u.s afghanistan war it's really becoming a hellish country a a country that is not fit for for anything to be honest but these are human beings human beings that are capable of thinking human beings that are capable of learning just like we are and um i put in a link to cnn's um you know cnn's list of organizations that are helping out with the chaos over there so i'll put in the link and you know please whatever we can do even if it's just to raise awareness like i'm doing right now on this podcast about afghanistan and the taliban and us's the us involvement i said us's us involvement in this please let's let's try because i mean i know we have a lot going on in nigeria nigeria is so in short i'm <laughs> nigeria is just is it's really is really horrible right now but it is definitely not as bad as afghanistan i don't see anybody trying to jump into planes here so i mean let's try to let's try to do the best that we can even if it's just to even put them in prayers but please let's not turn our backs on afghanistan let's help them and let's see what we in our own small way can do for them Yo, so my people, we are down to the end of a random podcast episode. Or rather, my first random podcast episode. <laughs> um, it was very, very nice letting all that out, especially after so many months. And I really hope you guys enjoyed all my ranting. Yeah, and you might have noticed that the episode is actually way longer than expected. Yeah, because I am no longer doing those short episodes anymore. I feel like I have enough content to keep you guys engaged for 30 minutes to even an hour. So, um, yeah, please be expecting season two. I don't want to like let too much out of the bag, <laughs> but season two promises to be so amazing, guy. Like I've put in so much work into this, and I am hundred percent positive that you guys would love it. So, in the meantime, if you really did love this filler episode. Please show some love on my Instagram and Twitter spaces at the NGU podcast. Also, I'm also going to, um, I'm starting this thing that I'm growing my emailing list, sending out newsletters and all of that. So if you want to be part of my newsletter list, um, please check out my link my link tree link not the anchor link my link tree link it contains the um subscription emailing list link 
why am I sounding daft? Anyway, Isha contains that. So if you want to be part of my emailing list, please just drop your email and you'll be receiving weekly doses of updates of my incoming episodes. So if you know you want to stay in the loop, then please join my emailing list. So till next time, I remain Chi Amaka, the host of the NGU podcast. Take care. Bye.